welcome to So You Want to Talk About, a podcast where we have critical conversations in an intimate way. We're your hosts, Julian Cambry. Hey. Hi. How's it going? It's good. Yeah, it's a really nice day outside. Another episode in-house. So you want to talk about adult friendships. Adult friendships. So a bit of a disclaimer, um, it should be known that this kind of only coming from our perspective, it's a conversation that we've had uh, pretty often. And of course, we want every every episode to resonate with um, with the people who listen. Uh, but this one felt like something that a lot of people would feel and a lot of people have been going through. And so we can only talk about it from the relationships and the friendships that we have. So we just wanted to put that out there for everyone listening. And we hope that this sparks a conversation. It might make us all feel a little bit less alone. Yeah. So um, I know just given the time that we're in right now, COVID has kind of made it hard to even develop new relationships, new friendships, because we, you can't see people. <laughs> and as an adult, at least my experience has been that creating new friendships can be hard. <laughs> moving from one place to another or moving from job to job, even if you're not moving, just I'm not sure how how many people uh, get new friendships in their as they get older. You know, is that yeah. a normal thing? It seems like a really hard thing to do for I'm sure for many reasons. But one of them being when you're younger, you can have less in common and be okay being <laughs> friends. You're like, we're tied together because we both like the same bike color. Let's go. We're both playing soccer. So these are right. my soccer friends. So these are my best friends. <laughs> but when you're older, you're a lot more selective because you know, hopefully you know what serves you and what doesn't. And um, it can be harder to just meet someone and say, we should be best friends tonight. <laughs> it's also really hard to put yourself out there as an adult. Yeah. Because you know the risks now. So it's the risks and trying to read it. It's like a first date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. So, um, but even outside of the scope of COVID and the times that we're in right now, um, we've learned that there's such a difference between maintaining certain friendships or relationships because they, uh, because of longevity, you know, because of history, you know, we've been friends for a long time. So I just feel like an obligation to remain friends with this person. There's a difference between that and actually maintaining a relationship because it serves you and because it's fulfilling. Yeah, in that way, I think friendships are different than maybe partnership type relationships mm -hmm. where you are kind of saying what you need and what you want and making sure that the relationship serves both of you. Mm -hmm. But friendships are tricky because whenever you become friends, there's some kind of fossilization that occurs mm -hmm. at that age. You know, so yeah. we became friends at 16 years old and, you know, 16 year old Julie really well. And <laughs> you expect 16 year old Julie to behave a specific way. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, but maybe that relationship, like you said, doesn't doesn't necessarily serve me the same way it did 16 year old me because I've right. changed. And maybe that other person has changed, too, or differently. And so. It can be hard because you do feel an obligation. You know, we were friends at this time and and I have these, you know, this history with you. And so I mm -hmm. feel like you supported me then. And of course, mm -hmm. I supported you. But I don't know. There's just this, you know, there's this thing there that you feel like you have to 
maintain the friendship because right. you were you've been friends for 10 years 15 years yeah almost like you owe them something mm-hmm. like you stuck with me through these these <laughs> periods Ew, in my life <laughs> yeah it was rough, rough. for all of us <laughs> glasses and braces <laughs> phrase it was rough for all of us but you do feel like this this obligation to um say even though whether you're serving me or not you've been there for me mm-hmm. or at least what i think uh, is you being there for me. Mm-hmm. And that's another interesting point is as you get older, you realize someone being there for you or the things that you ask of a friend are a lot different than what you got mm-hmm. um, when you were younger. So being there for me at 16, Might you know, maybe easy. I got a speeding ticket and you <laughs> lied for me. Cool. Thank you. Or maybe friends for life. <laughs> maybe, you know, you really just supported my outfit choices or, you know, bangs or whatever. Oof, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you should be friends with those people still, I think. <laughs> um, but it is, as you get older, now the things, you being there for someone is a lot different. Um, the stakes are a little bit higher. It can be a lot more serious, or it can just be a little bit more related to life things and life events. Um, I would even add to that, that when you are younger, you're really like not sure of your identity. I'm, there are things that 16-year-old Julie still values now. Mm-hmm. but you know trying that identity on and kind of figuring that out what I expected of friends was different than what I asked of friends I'm not mm-hmm. sure I asked for what I needed whereas now Julie yeah. will ask for what she needs yeah and it's just different the relationship is different it's at least in my relationships more um, communicative of what mm-hmm. I need or what I want and I would ask the same of my friends you know what do you need what what would benefit right. you? Yeah. You you learn how to, um, I don't want to use the word selective, but be a little bit more, I guess, selective of your relationships. But you also learn how to be a better friend as well. Mm-hmm. And so um, when you're young, you just don't have that conviction. You don't have the emotional capacity really to know what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, you just know, okay, this doesn't feel good. <laughs> so I don't think I like this. And I think that's such a key thing that we, we learn at a young age that we know that feeling. But... Mm-hmm. At least for me as an adult, there are lots of reasons I ignore it. I ignore yeah. that, oh, I really don't want to answer this phone call or respond to this text or yeah. spend time with this person. And I don't, it's not like they did anything harmful to me. Yeah. There's just something about it that doesn't seem, doesn't feel right. And I will ignore it because of history or I'll ignore it right. because of whatever, because of the what the friendship has meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of listening to it and either addressing it with a friend, like, hey, you know, I'm wondering if we could do things like this or I'm wondering if we could talk about this mm-hmm. and and seeing if the relationship can grow to serve both you because they might be having the same feeling. Right, Cause, right. Can you imagine both people are just like, Ugh. I hate when this person calls. <laughs> I hate when you call. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's, you know, it's hard to feel that friction. It's hard to feel like you know as we said earlier when if you're not making a lot of new friends because it's not where you are in your life mm-hmm. it's not as easy because you're not around a bunch of people you're not playing soccer or riding bikes mm-hmm. um, speak for yourself but okay. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to make new friends and so i think sometimes we hold on so tightly to those friendships because we don't want to go through the work of or we're afraid to put ourselves out there again or try to cultivate a new friendship. Yeah. And that's, it kind of goes back to that thing, that word you use, which is really good, which was fossilization. Um, you guys have 
created this friendship based on certain things. And so you don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to be the one that said, mm-hmm. uh, this doesn't serve me the way it used to. And then you have to also ask, will it be worth the time for me to try to fix it, to try to mend it, to um, do the work, to say, I would like to do things this way going forward. Is that okay with you? And then have that uncomfortable phase. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what change is. It's really, it can be really uncomfortable. And it's uncomfortable enough on your own. Now, if you put two people in there <laughs> or a group of friends in there, it can become uh, friction. And I think, like you said, when you when you put when you say that to a friend, I think there's a little bit of responsibility that because we don't necessarily talk about these changes and we've kind of fossilized that, you know, I remember going back home and, you know, after college and spending time with you know, people from high school mm-hmm. and they, they, I believed they expected me to act like, you know, 18 year old Julie right? or laugh at certain jokes or behave a certain way or look a certain way. And then, uh, I also acted that way and yeah. it always felt like this isn't who I am now, but it's like re you're meeting them again. So, right. Now I have to put my new self out there for them to possibly critique or judge or, you know, not accept. And mm. that's really scary. So I, it was always easier, at least for me, to kind of revert back to, mm-hmm. you know, 18-year-old Julie and try new things. But that left me feeling unfulfilled. And Yeah, you can also, from then, grow a, a bit of resentment toward people who... They never asked you to be right. the old version. You just kind of did it in your head. And so now you feel this anger toward them. Right. You're like, I don't know why I'm angry. I just, you just allowed me to not be myself, but they don't know. But they don't know the new. Yeah. And that's the thing. You feel like such a, not a shame, but you feel such um, a difference when you come back after this growth, whether it be from college or, or if you move out of your town or whatever it might be, um, you feel like you don't want to show them this change because you don't want to, you don't want them to think you're above them or you feel that way. And maybe you do, you know, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not. But if, if you do have this change or if you do feel like I think a good example is what you said, which was I don't laugh at certain jokes anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember I was going through that a lot after high school where there would be jokes, especially which we would deem now racist jokes, but they've mm-hmm. always been racist <laughs> and you laugh at them. I'm sure women go through this a lot, too. Mm-hmm. You laugh at them because you're uncomfortable and you don't want to, you know, um, rock the boat again. But when you come back and you have a little bit more conviction over, okay, that's not right. Uh, so now I, not only do I not laugh at that, I'm uncomfortable. I'm actually offended. And you shouldn't say that if you are my friend. That's a lot to say. <laughs> that's right. a hard thing to say for someone who said, oh, I expected you to come back and just drink the Bud Light like we've always been drinking and mm-hmm. to hang out on the porch like we always do. Right. Why can't you just be, why can't we just go back to the way things were? Mm-hmm. Be the version that I expected you to be. Yeah, and it almost feels kind of like what we talked about at the beginning, which is feeling more sure of who you are. Yeah. And you change. We all change so much. Uh, Whether we see it or not, we do change. And so if you come back and there were definitely times, you know, mine, I think I softened a little bit, uh, not with my convictions, but just softened softened with my reactions. So I think people may have expected me to react harshly or severely or whatever the word would be and then i have relaxed and so right they're like hmm, okay where is the rule follower where is <laughs> <Right>. the... <laughs> it it 
can feel a little bit confusing then too because that's also challenging your identity so yeah. saying don't say that because it's not only is it not funny it's also offensive to me you're you're really putting a lot out you're putting a lot on the line as the person who's coming back and not feeling like they um like the old version of themselves is not their current most authentic version right most authentic is is definitely the biggest um part i think Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of goes into this conversation we were having as well about our parents mm-hmm. and the way that relationships change with them. So it's it's really interesting because your parents, they go from you being the most codependent um, or independent, really, of them. What am I trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> Let me try that They're, again. <laughs> they are... You're an independent baby. <laughs> <laughs> you're dependent on them yes, you're completely. Yes, so dependent you need them for everything. Mm -hmm. And then as you get older, they're slowly, um, you know, you're gaining more independence Mm -hmm. and then they're watching you drive and they're watching you go off to college or, or leave the house or whatever that is. It can be hard for them to say, Oh wait, but I don't know how to not be that parent that I was when you were one anymore. Right. I don't know how to kind of adjust the relationship. I think both sides are going through it. Yeah. Child and parent. I remember (laughs) There, I was in college and I was a freshman in college and I called my mom. I was really upset and I think I was upset about a boy and I called her. Cry- Which boy, Julie? <laughs> I called her crying. I was so upset um, and immediately she jumped in and she'll remember this story. So <laughs> hi, mom, if you're listening. It, but I, I called her. I was so upset and she after I was done you know telling her why or maybe in the middle but I was kind of like composing myself you know when you're crying and she jumped in with ways to help Mm -hmm. well you could do this or this or this or this and I remember being I mean I think I was maybe 19 maybe 18 at the point at this point and I said I think I hung up on her I was I said I don't want I don't want you to fix it and I think I hung up on her because I wow, <laughs> I was not wanting that. And I was calling her because she was my closest confidant. Yeah. You know, so really a friend to me. That's how I was viewing her. But mm-hmm. she was treating me like she normally does. Why wouldn't she tell me ways to fix this problem or help me with it? And I called her back. And I said, I'm sorry for hanging up on you. What I want right now is someone to listen. I mm. know you want to fix this for me, but you can't. You wanted a friend, not a mom. Yeah. And even I would tell a friend this. I have friends that will jump in. I'm known to do this and will provide solutions. Yeah. But not every time do I want a solution. Right. And so I just told her at that point, I don't, I don't always want a solution. I'll tell you when I want you to provide me with options or you can ask Mm -hmm. and that was this change for us Mm -hmm. i remember it so vividly because we talked about it and then i remember going forward things felt different Mm -hmm. there's just a shift in the way we talked to each other and what we shared with each other Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure what that feels like for other people but it is hard because you're trying to show your independence and you want them to see you as an independent person and 
not the kid you were at 18. Well, it's, it's especially hard for them too because their default is parent, mm-hmm. of course. So I totally understand why she um, wanted to help you fix the problem. Absolutely. Just yeah, any parent would. They're like, my kid is in trouble. I need to help. Yes. <laughs> so I get it. We've never had an interaction that was any different. Right. And that's the thing is you want them to see you as an independent and take you seriously, but also <laughs> you have to give them a reason um, to feel like they can uh take you seriously and feel like they can see you as an independent person who can take care of themselves. So it's really hard when you leave the house because they're not with you every day. They don't know. Right. They don't Parents only know you. what you tell them. Right. So what are you going to narrate? Right. Like <laughs> Mom, here's how I was I independent went, today. I paid my bills and then I did this and I got my paycheck. Right. And I said, yeah. They don't see you interact with people. They also don't see the things you talk about or the conviction you have about certain topics or the right. way that your values or beliefs change because like you said, they're not with you. Yeah. So I think it can be hard for them to shift that um, default to friend mode. And I think it comes, you know, it definitely comes with time and experiences, but it does take those calls where (laughs) I know I get this from my dad a lot, where I will call him asking for advice and he'll immediately go into (laughs) dad mode um, and it'll take a while for him to get to the answer, (laughs) but I always appreciate it. But um, you do need that switch where you can also talk as friends, where you Mm -hmm. can just call and be like, yeah, I didn't have anything to talk about. I just wanted to. See how you were. What's yeah. good? Yeah. 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 So uh, we're getting there at this point and it's been really nice, but that is a nice switch. Once you have that, you do have to have that moment where you're like, not only am I independent, but I need you to understand this, that I'm, I'm not the same child that I was. I don't need the same things um, that I did. And what I do need now, I have to communicate to you. That's my responsibility. Yeah. Um, but I need you to listen. And you have to know that so well to be yeah. able to, and, you, and honestly, I think we'll have to say it multiple times just because the relationship will continue to grow and right. change. And there are so many, there are so many pieces there because like you said, I want to be independent and I want you to respect me. Uh, and that can mean that we don't agree on everything. That's the hard. That's very it's hard. It's so hard because yeah. we, I guess, I don't know about you, but for me, I've always wanted that approval of, yes, Absolutely. Julie, pat on the back. You are doing so well. Keep going. We're, you know, we're proud, blah, 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 You're the oldest child, so I'm sure you have it a little (laughs) bit more than I do, but absolutely. And, you know, they show you in their own way. They show you in the way that they want to show you. And sometimes we want it differently, but there's, there's a lot of growth that happens. And it's just so different than a friend because you can say to a friend, this isn't, this isn't, um, you know, fulfilling me or serving me. Yeah, that's it. They're not certain. This relationship is serving me not the way it should be. It's pulling me down. It's not supporting me. And it's making me question things about myself. Yeah. And and so I can say goodbye to that. Right. But with a with an adult that's like your family member, it's especially your parent, you don't want that. We don't, of course, want to say goodbye to friends that you've had this yeah. great history with, but you want them to you really want them to see you. Yeah, you want them to see you for your authentic authentic self. Um, and I think with parents, you they go from teaching you every single lesson you need mm-hmm. to learn, whether it's riding a bike or even a life lesson, mm-hmm. to now you saying, um, we don't agree with this thing. And they're like, well, I taught you differently. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. And like, well, yeah, but I've had world experience and life experience, I meant, that has shifted my perspective. And so we can disagree 
or let me show you what I know. But you have to listen to me. You have yeah. to take me a little bit more seriously. And you have to trust that you raised me to have a good head on my shoulders. So because of that, my perspective isn't necessarily, it's not dumb. <laughs> and it may not be the same as yours because like you said, you raised me. Right. You raised me to see things and challenge things or however To care about people, to be thoughtful and right. to, yeah. So trust yourself. Mm -hmm. to trust me which is like oh my gosh my mind is hurting just but that's to... a super that's probably the most important thing is to trust yourself to trust me mm -hmm. that you've raised me in a way that you you should know that i'm not coming at any uh now it doesn't go for everybody mm -hmm. some people have uh difference of opinions and some people are probably wrong <laughs> and or they have a different they've been raised differently you know we, yeah we're again we're only speaking from our perspective but yeah but when you guys do disagree it you don't want it to turn into this blow up, but you should kind of ask them, you, you trust me, right? Mm -hmm. You raised me in the right way. You think I've, I've learned everything that I know from you. And so I've taken all these lessons that you've given me with the experiences that I've had. I think you ought to know that I wouldn't come at this perspective uh, in a harmful way or a mm -hmm. malicious way. Cause you didn't raise me that way. Yeah. And so because of that, I would just hope that you'd take me, uh, you know, take me seriously and listen to what I'm trying to say. But again, comes on us. It's our responsibility to communicate that with them. Yeah. And it can be hard just like it is with a friend when you so go to them and hard. say, hey, this isn't serving me anymore. Um, <laughs> you're not, I'm not letting it go, of course, because you're my parent or you're my friend. Mm -hmm. but, and you're important to me, which is right. Especially with friends. We spent so much time together. This is still important to me. Can we grow the relationship? How can it serve you? And it might even be helpful to ask, how can it serve you? And then let's say, how can it serve me as well? Yeah. Um, and how can we, what do we want it to look like? Or how can we grow it? It's, they're all conversations I think you would have with a partner. But yeah. now like extending that level of intimacy to friendships and to parents uh, may not feel comfortable or what you have normally done in the past. But yeah. those are some things that uh, can be hard to do, but could be really, really worthwhile. Yeah. And I think it's hard even with parents because you, the same way they've grown up teaching you everything, you've also grown up under that umbrella of respect your, your parents. <laughs> and so when you do disagree for the first time, you kind of tense up and you're like, Oh, uh, well, what you said, I believe what you said. I've always <laughs> believed what you said. <laughs> I hope that this is coming off respectfully because normally I don't challenge that, but yeah. here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I do think it's um, important just to, to, it comes down to knowing yourself and knowing what's going to mm. serve you and also seeing what's not serving you anymore. Yeah, because um, it can be super draining if you are not being your authentic self and you're being these fossilized versions of yourself and switching in different spaces all the time. To That can be super draining to extremely rewarding if you are uh, making sure that you know what you need and asking for what you're ne you need in those spaces. Mm -hmm. And then the, they won't be draining. They'll be giving you energy and you will feel safe and you'll feel seen and respected. And it just might feel more but, free. Yeah. And that's free. what you need from a friend. Thanks for joining us this week on another episode of So You Want to Talk About. We hope we got you talking about it. We have linked an NPR article that touches on some of the things that we talked about today. And we really think that this is important conversation and we'd love to hear about your experiences with it. So if you feel comfortable, please shoot us a DM on social media at So You Want to Talk About. See you next week.